Week 10 predictions coming up. I told you on text, I'm never picking Detroit the rest of the season, so let's go Washington. We're going to be talking a little bit of playoffs. Playoffs? I think they do make the playoffs. Um, I think they finish the season the 11-5, 10-6 range, which is going to be close with their division being as tightly contested as it is. But I do think this is too talented of a team to miss the playoffs. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WNP Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how are we doing today? Doing pretty swell. Uh, you know, it's our trade deadline in our Dynasty League, so I've been kind of active. A couple offers, you know, floaters here and there. Um, some some progress being made. I'm, I'm in working on a really big trade. Hopefully, this specific person decides to go through with the trade they're kind of interested kind of not at the same time um so you know i'm, I'm really heavily invested in that right now so it, it's it, this is a really fun time of fantasy football for me i love like i love especially in dynasty like i love the whole trading aspect so yeah i'm doing pretty good how are you i'm good what league is this in this is in your league okay because uh someone in both leagues is trying to make a trade with me in johnny's league so uh he hmm. was like, can I just make this pick next year? And I'm like, no, you can keep it this year. So we'll see what I know happens. who it is, don't I? I, I know oh, who it is, don't I? I mean, only <laughs> two people, three people in that league trade. So, of course, you do. Yeah. Um. But th- th- this person that I'm trying to trade with is not crossover in any leagues. Um. The, well, the two people I am, actually. And uh, so th- this episode, by the time anyone's probably listening to it, a trade, a trade deadline might pass because I don't know if it takes effect like by Thursday or what. But regardless, I have a player that plays on Thursday. So if you want him, you got to trade for him now. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is like, this is about the only time you'll ever get him from me. Ooh. So that's kind of to you right now, Mike. Also, Ooh, boy, and I've been trying to get Jonathan Taylor for what? How long? Forever? All season since I drafted, since the day I drafted him, you came with me. Hey, so uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you kind of got to do that when you only have two or three running backs that are startable. Yeah, um, P. Ryan, you're good. So, Lamichael P. Ryan, J.D. McKissick, pretty pretty studly running backs, and then um, Daryl Henderson's been all right. I'm glad we made that trade, and then Josh Jacobs. You know, I'm really hoping that he can stay in form like he did this past week because uh, he's got six total touchdowns, and three of them came in Week One. So this past week he got a touchdown, which was nice, but uh, I'm really hoping that he starts to pick up the pace a little bit. He's got a pretty poor average. Like what I don't get with with Josh Jacobs, though, is like he gets a heavy volume, and so it's like his averages are kind of low for a running back of his uh, like talent level. It, it's really strange, you know. I I think I remember week two he had the 25 attempts for 99 yards. Like that's so much. A guy like that should on 25 attempts he should be like in the 120 minimum like yards. Like he he's just. I don't know. He's just struggling to be efficient. Yeah, I don't really uh, understand it either. But the Raiders are winning, so I don't think they're going to be changing much. So, nope. But uh, for this episode, Chase, we are going to be talking a little bit about Tua as he performed pretty well in his second game. We're also going to be talking about the Bucks, uh, how they got absolutely slaughtered by the Saints. Going to be talking about the Patriots and how they 
almost gave the Jets their very first win. And then we look at contender or pretender. This is going to be for the playoffs. So um, I don't really know if you see any of these teams as contenders for the Lombardi, but this is specifically for making the playoffs. Uh, after that, we're going to be doing our predictions. And I had no problem whatsoever getting through the predictions. There's a couple times where, you know, there's three or four games. I'm like, man, I don't know who to predict. This week, I thought it was pretty easy. And honestly, there's only a couple games I'm super excited to watch. So, um, a little bit disappointed, but you know, it's whatever we get over it. All right, let's move into Tua talk because Tua, he comes out in his second game, uh, gets the win and looks a lot better than he did in the first game. Uh, he's now two and O in his career and Tua and O. sorry, that was so dumb, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, I, I think the, the first game of his was obviously all on Brian Flores. That's the only reason they won uh, this game. You can you can credit Tua. Tua had a nice game. Yeah, he, he looked like pretty sharp. You know, like like his first game, you know, like I talked about it. I thought he looked, he looked all right for, um, you know, being thrown in there first game. Probably I was someone who thought he should have sat all year. Um, but then game two comes around and, you know, he, he looked fantastic. He looked like he was just, you know, in line with those other two rookie QBs in the league looked like he, you know, is ready to have the job. Uh, you know, I, I'm impressed this Dolphins team, you know, they're, they're a true riser. Uh, Flores is a hell of a coach. Uh, so if, if they can help develop Tua uh, with the way, you know, that, that team is run, like they could be like, I don't want to say they're going to be like the Patriots, but you know, they could be a team like the Patriots in the aspect that, that, you know, they've, they've got some good talent. They don't have any just true uh, extreme unreal elite talent and but they just get it done as a whole uh it's it's, it's a it's an exciting team to watch and i look forward to watching them continue to grow yeah absolutely and tua if you guys don't know is a super humble kid and uh, a really good kid and it's really hard not to root for him uh just five hours ago a story came out and tua thanked brian flores like in an interview he said thanks for ta- taking a shot on me coach like what a guy Thanks for taking a shot on me. Guy was in Heisman conversation when he was in uh, or at Alabama, and now he's looking like a, a stud future quarterback. Not as good as Herbert or Burrow, come on, but uh, he's looking good, and he still comes out and goes, hey, thanks for taking a shot on me, coach. Yeah, I, I got a couple things to say real quick. So, you know, like go, draft process coming into the season, I shared my thoughts on Tua. My thoughts still remain. I still have concerns on what his true ceiling is. You know, it's I'm 100% rooting for the guy. Like, like he's like he's just a true pleasure of a human being. So I'm definitely never rooting against him. But I still have my concerns, and he has looked good. So it's kind of less than those concerns. But I still have him regardless. And then Justin Herbert, I saw a stat today. He has nine passing touchdowns of 20 plus yards or more. Nine. That is just asinine. Yeah, that ain't bad. That ain't like, bad. Like, it, it's it's a freaking rookie in the NFL. You you know you find these rookie QBs, uh, you know more often than not they're kind of sporadic. They they feel the pressure a little more. They struggle with those deep throws. Now Herbert's like you know what Patrick Mahomes who I'm just gonna throw these just you know crazy downfield bombs. You know, throw them up for crazy catches. Let my guys go make plays. And dude he, he's looking awesome. He's fun to watch. I still think Burrow's been the better QB of the two, but Herbert's just been so much fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And Herbert has seven games played. Has twenty one hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns, five picks. Yeah, like, it's nuts. That is a hell of a stat line. If he stays on that pace, 
then he'd be around like 35, 36 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and over 4,000 yards, which is elite quarterback play. That's a slightly rookie setting year or rookie record setting season, which Burrow's going to break the rookie records anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, he's going to break the passing yards, I think. I don't yeah, know yeah, if he's yeah. going to get to touchdowns because he's only at 11 passing touchdowns right now. Yeah, t- touchdowns might happen, but like passing yards for sure will. And, you know, I, I kind of got to blame the touchdowns on, you know, especially with Mixon being out, like they, they know he's going to fucking throw the ball. So, like they know he's yeah. going to throw the ball. So, it's it just, you know, what, what can you do? Yeah, for sure. And I think he also added either three or four on the ground. So he's not doing bad in that in that aspect. But uh, the the passing yards, he's been insane. So, uh, well, let's move on from rookie quarterback talk, Chase. Let's now talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, two teams that I literally have no idea what they are. At this point, I thought the Bucs were a great team. They're going to win the NFC South and they're going to be a very good playoff team where the Saints, they were going to be a playoff team, but they would lose first round. That's what I thought. And then this past week happened and now I have no idea. You know, my preseason thoughts on the Bucs were they were going to have a down year, need a year to transition, then be good going forward or good for the next season, I should say, at least. Uh, they just proved that. I mentioned that early, like a couple podcasts ago. Um, you know, that those thoughts are, are not the same for me anymore, but I still don't think they're like a contending team. Uh, you know, the saints, they went out there and just absolutely mollywhopped them on, was that Monday night or Sunday night? It was Sunday night. Uh, it, it, it wasn't even close. Tom Brady had a horrible game. Um, and just the defense just they just couldn't handle the Saints either when it came down to trying to cover up for your quarterback, making the mistakes, the, the box looked ugly and. That's kind of something I, I worry about. I just, I had a, like coming in season, I really had a feeling that they were going to have some ugly games. Uh, they've had a lot less than I thought they would. Like this was probably really like the only ugly game, ugly game so far of the year, but it, it was ugly. Um, it, it's a little concerning going forward, um, but at the same time, it's also Tom Brady. So he should be able to bounce back. No problem. And the Saints team, I still have the same thoughts. I still think they're a, a good enough team, get playoffs, but not too much from there. Yeah, absolutely. And the Bucs, they had to ditch the running game pretty quickly because they went down so quick. Um, only five carries, three to Ronald Jones, one to Leonard Fournette, one to Blaine Gabbert. And then Tom Brady, he threw 38 times, only completed 22 and threw three interceptions. So uh, a really bad game for the Tampa Bay offense. Uh, the Saints, they, they had a pretty average day honestly Alvin Kamara 40 yards and a touchdown on the ground Drew Brees just over 200 yards with four touchdowns Uh, Michael Thomas only 51 yards so it was a really average game for the Saints offense but the defense played so well and I was actually listening to Colin Coward the other day and I thought it was absolutely hysterical Uh, he said my guess is that Tom Brady and the rest of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were babysitting Antonio Brown that's why they look so shitty and I just laughed my ass off. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised either. You know, I, I don't think it's to that extent, but, you know, it, it is funny nonetheless. All right, Chase, New England versus the Jets. The Jets, uh, they don't have a win still, but they were so, so close to taking down the Patriots. And this makes me think that the Patriots are uh, a bottom 10 team in the league if this game was that close. You know, I, I picked the Jets in this game uh, when we did our picks for a reason. Just remember, good teams win, but great teams cover. The Jets are a great team. They covered in this game. 
So that just proves all you need to know. The Jets are the best team in the NFL. Um, but yeah, th- this game was kind of a, a, a lob like ball for me trying to pick the Jets to win this. And it was way closer than I truly ever thought it was going to be. I did not think the Jets actually had a chance. Patriots looked horrible. Cam Newton, he, I don't think, like, do you watch him throw the ball? It, it, it just, it does not make sense. It, it, just, it looks so awkward. It looks so uncomfortable. It looks like he's like dying when he's throwing the ball. It, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's so weird. It does not look like a starting NFL QB. I, I don't, I don't know this. This Patriots team, they're they're just in such a weird like spot. Like they look so good to start the year, then Cam got COVID, and then everything just went down the shitter, and looks like it's not bouncing back. Yeah, I literally have no idea what's gonna happen with this team going forward. I don't think they're a playoff team any longer. Uh, I think they sit at three and five now, um, so I don't see them being a playoff team. But then again, if they go back to form that they were in uh, September time then they'd have to be right. I, I just, this team yeah. is so weird because how do you perform like a top five team in the league or even a, a top 10, we can say, uh, cause I know you and I both had them in our power rankings. How do they perform like a top 10 team in the league? And then two, three weeks later perform like one of the worst. Yeah. It really makes no sense, especially with a guy like Belichick. Uh, you know, he's coached some tremendous teams in the past. Like, I, I don't know if it's intentional or not. You, you got to assume that, you know, Belichick obviously wants to win, but he probably would not mind at the same time getting a high pick because he does not seem like he wants to go anywhere. It seems like he wants to keep coaching. So might as well get an, just a legit quarterback if you can, I guess. Right. I, I don't know. Um, Like, I, I can't imagine him throwing games either, but I, I don't know. I, I just I have like, I'm all over the place with this Patriots team because I really just I have no idea about them. Yeah, honestly, and uh, I feel like the Jets threw this game because they had a 10-point lead, uh, I think, in the fourth quarter, and it really didn't look like they could have lost because of how poorly the Patriots were playing. So I, I feel like they threw the game, but then again, I'm thinking if Adam Gase is throwing a game, that just is going to get his ass fired even quicker. So I don't really understand it unless Joe Douglas the GM was like hey Gase throw the game and you can be the assistant special teams Gatorade guy I I don't know (laughs) assistant special teams Gatorade guy that sounds like a hell of a position (laughs) hey at least he'd be still hired because after this year he ain't getting a job anywhere yeah I mean he, he doesn't deserve to have a job he's embarrassing as a head coach of the NFL he's so bad at his job I don't understand why he's still there like it has to be because they really want to finish 0 16 this year yeah for sure all right chase what i want you to do is i want you to pull up the nfl conference standings uh and while you're doing that i will let everyone know what we are doing here we're gonna be talking a little bit of playoffs playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs So how this is going to work is I have five teams from the AFC and five teams from the NFC that are around that bubble on if they're going to make the playoffs. If they're not, we're kind of up in the air on them right now. Uh, So I'm going to ask Chase his thoughts, see if they're a playoff team or a uh, or, or not a playoff team. And we'll see his thoughts on that. And then I will also give my thoughts. So Chase, you got your standings pulled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, my my question, like, do you want me to do it like, um, just the whole AFC, the whole NFC, or like AFC yes. East, AFC West? No conference. Okay. Um. So then it's easier uh, to look at playoffs because divisions are you know meh. Alrighty, conference. All right. 
All right, cool. So remember, uh, seven teams make it in each one. So uh, I didn't obviously put like Green Bay or Kansas City. So you would assume that they're going to make it and uh, yeah. we'll hop into some of these bubble teams. All right, we'll go NFC first. So first up, the Arizona Cardinals, five and three right now. Do they make the playoffs? I think they do make the playoffs. Um, I think they finish the season the eleven and five, ten and six range, which is going to be close with their division being as tightly contested as it is. But I do think this is too talented of a team to miss the playoffs. Uh, Kyler Murray, he's really been putting the team on his back this year. Uh, right now, like, in their division, I know um, they're tied with the Rams in terms of record, but they are above them. So as long as they can kind of hold that position, they're good to go. The Forty ers you know, the, this this seemed like a team like a or like a division. Excuse me, geez. Where all four teams can make playoffs, but the Niners, just rough season for them. And then just when I look at the Rams and the Cards, I just um, I I like the Cards better than the Rams. So yeah. Okay, so I am gonna say they are a pretender. I don't think they're a playoff team this year. I think they gotta wait one more year. I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. I think uh, Kyler's been great, but I think when it comes down to it, when you need to win those big games at the end, those big divisional games. I think they're going to choke it. So I'm going to say a pretender here for the cards. Let's uh, continue in this division with the Rams at five and three. Are the Rams a contender or pretender? So I just kind of talked about them with the Cardinals. I think they are a pretender. I think they end up missing just very slightly. Um, you know, there, there likely will be a division where three teams make it. Or I shouldn't say likely, but it's very possible. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just. I, 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 just, I don't know. I just got I have this feeling that they're gonna be nine and seven, ten and six, and just be that last team to miss the cost. Okay. And then uh I, I'm gonna go contender for the Rams. Uh just vice versa thinking for you and I between the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh then we're gonna take a look at the San Francisco 49ers, four and five right now. As I also talk about them, nope, uh they are missing the playoffs. This team, they're, they're not going to be able to find their footing. Without Nick Bosa, you know, that defense is already just way more vulnerable. The running game has just been, like, depleted with injuries. The receiving game has been depleted with injuries, and it was already weak as it was. When Jimmy G's played, he's looked very underwhelming. It, it's it's just all coming together to have a nightmare season for the Niners. So, there's down year this year, back to form next year. Yeah, I'm going to agree here. Cont- or uh, a pretender. For the 49ers. Uh, next up, the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 3-4-1. and one. Contender or pretender? I mean, thanks to their division, it's got to be a contender. Uh, their division's so bad. Um, they're, I, I'd have a hard time believing that they don't win the division. Um, in any other division, I'd, I'd say pretender, but they're just going to win their s- stupid-ass NFC East. That's what that is, right? Yep. Um, yeah, they're going to win the, the NFC East at, like, seven, eight, and one and make playoffs. It's going to be stupid. Yeah, I'm going to agree here. That's the only reason I put it in there. tried to do a little trick question to see if uh, you didn't uh, remember, you know, the the divisional winner stuff. So, Oh, I remember. uh, Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs, unfortunately, uh, unless the Giants, Cowboys, uh, or football team can do something. But it doesn't look like they're going to be able to, so who knows. All right, last one for the NFC chase, the Chicago Bears, 5-4, and four, contenders or pretenders? Pretenders, they're finally sliding. This team, they pretended for way too long and pulled it off for way too long. They have just, they've shown their true card. They're not a good team, and it's all collapsing. The running game is atrocious. The passing game is atrocious. The defense can't keep up with the bad offense. 
All right, Chase, I want to know who your last playoff team would be then. I'm going to go they are contenders. Um, I think they're going to squeeze in, but I would assume you have the four teams that we didn't mention, the Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Buccaneers, then you got the Cardinals, the Eagles. So who would be your last team? You think the Lions are going to squeak in or the Vikings? I think the Vikings are going to squeak in this team. They've they've just looked so much better. They started one and five, and they, like offensively, of course, Dalvin Cook's kind of helped carry them. But even defensively, they've looked a lot better from this team that is really depleted defensively. Uh, they're finally kind of figuring out. They're a team that's trending in the right direction, while the Lions are trending in the wrong direction. Uh, the Vikings are going to keep that momentum going. They're going to squeeze in. Yeah, the Vikings have been very hot, and honestly, it's been on the back of Dalvin Cook, but. I don't see him stopping anytime soon. He's been phenomenal. He's so good. You can't stop him. You can't. You can't stop the chef. All right. Uh, let's now move to the AFC. We'll start off with the Tennessee Titans at 6-2. and two. Pretty good record. However, in the last three weeks, they are 1-2. and two. That's the reason I have them here. I still think they make it. I, I couldn't put them outside. Um they made it last year at nine and seven. They're at least going nine and seven and squeezing in somehow again this year. You know, this is, if they go nine and seven again, they'd be their fifth year in a row of nine and seven, which would be really funny. But I, I have a hard time believing they don't get at least ten wins. If they go nine and seven, then Mike Vrabel is confirmed the opposite of Eric Fisher. Or Jeff Fisher, excuse me. Jeff Fisher, yeah. <laughs> Honestly though. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, uh, next team, the Colts, five and three, contender or pretender. See, this is a team that I was not very high on coming into the season. Uh, right now, they sit a second in that division, so they're going to be safe in terms of that spot. Um, they're probably that like very borderline team. You know, they might be the seventh seed to make it, but I am going to push them in. Yeah, I uh, I'm going to agree here. I go contender. I think I had them. First in our divisional predictions, and you had them last, which I remember I being absolutely flabbergasted. But uh, if you guys want to check out that episode, make sure to go back in our uh, YouTube, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Go back and check it out. It was a pretty good episode, and I think Davey was with us. So uh, he always brings some type of comedy relief because we just get to bully him all the time. But True. Um, but like, it, I just want to talk about the Colts real quick. Like their wins, like they're not like they're not even that imp- they're not that impressive. Like they're not impressive as a team. Um, like they just get the job done enough, and that's kind of, I thought they you know they would kind of look similar to this, but just go the opposite direction. But they've been a lot of these close games that they end up just squeaking out, or they just play the Lions. So you, you know when you play the Lions, it's a free win. So they you know they're just, they're just squeaking them out in the right direction. So it's just kind of you know luck of the draw, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they're a solid team though, because the Ravens well, they're fine. They- the Ravens didn't pummel them, and the Ravens are a great team. Um, I, I feel like their wins and losses are both close. So, yeah, but, that's fair. But also, the AFC isn't as good as the NFC. So true facts. But hey, the I NFC was hours. I was talking to my dad, and he said um, Justin Fields going to the Patriots, Trevor Lawrence going to the Jets, and. I'm like, please, for the love of God, no. Like, we already have Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua, Josh Allen. We already have all these stud young quarterbacks. We don't need two more. The AFC's for sure on the rise. You know, it's kind of like, like well, I'll use an, an NHL comparison. Um, 
the East Eastern Conference is just so much better than the Western Conference. Um, and you know, some some of the Western Conference teams are finally changing their style of play, and they're kind of really showing up yet again. Um, so that's kind of what's happening here in the NFL, though. Like the AFC, these young quarterbacks are coming in. They're gonna, you know, help con- like continue growing, and I, I don't know. I feel like it'll be kind of one sided in the AFC in terms of like Super Bowls going forward for a little bit. Yeah, and I kind of feel like we might be there already, just because of how good Pat Mahomes is and the Chiefs. Um, I, I could yeah. see Russ taking the throne from him, but uh, I, I just he's so damn good. It's so hard to beat. Yeah. It. it it's just like ha- having the Mahomes factor, like obviously just changes everything for you as a team. Like it, you're, you're never out of any game when you have Mahomes at QB. You could be down 40 points in the fourth quarter. You still have a chance to win. Yep. Just like they were against the Texans. Well, not 40, but uh, pretty much. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's stay in the AFC West. Talk about the Las Vegas Raiders currently five and three contender or pretender. So this is a team that I, I really do like. Um, it like it's gonna be it's gonna end up being close because there's some kind of close AFC teams, but I think I'm gonna push them over that hump. I think I'm gonna put them in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it they're it's gonna be very very close, and I would not be surprised if I'm wrong on this either. Uh, just because the way things are shaking out, like in that space in in terms of uh, the standings in the division, but like they they look like a good team. They look like a a team that you know they're not gonna win a Super Bowl, but they could go there and you know maybe make a little bit of noise. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I like the Raiders a lot. However, I'm going to have to give them the pretender label just because I already have six teams in my playoffs. Uh, There's two more teams to talk about coming up, and uh, I'm going to put one of those teams in. So uh, pretender for the Raiders, unfortunately, I think they are on the rise for many years to come. They'll be they'll be playoff bound. Uh, for years to come, but just not this year. All right, the Dolphins, 5-3. and three. They're looking really good. Tua's looking great now after his second game. So, uh, contender or pretender? You know, another team, like, it's going to be them or the Raiders in. So, since I chose the Raiders, like, I'm going with the Dolphins. It's going to be out. Um, they don't, they, they're pulling together these kind of impressive wins. And just think if they perform a little better, like they could, you know, really, really put something on the field there. But I don't know. I, I just I just don't think it's all there. yet. I don't think it's all there as a team. I don't think they're fully cohesive enough. I don't think just that all the talent is fully developed yet. Uh, I feel like this team's going to drop a couple games here going forward and just just miss out. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Dolphins are in a similar position as the cards. I think uh, both have great young quarterbacks. Both have great young coaches, but they're just one year away. So Dolphins pretender for me as well. And then final, final team to talk about the Cleveland Browns, the dog pound. Are they a contender or pretender? So I got to double check. So I'm currently at um, six playoff teams or am I at seven playoff teams? I'm at seven playoff teams, aren't I? Yeah, unless you want to yeah, drop out yeah. the Steelers, Chiefs, Bills, or Ravens. No, which I don't. Um, so yeah, so that that would put them as out, which I, I thought was going to be the case. Um, like the Browns are they're not winning impressive games either. Like Baker's just not good. The the running game is obviously what's kind of carrying them with the defense playing well. Um, the offense they're figuring out a little bit more, but going forward, I don't think they're going to look like they did the first half of the season. I think they're going to look worse. They're going to drop games. They're going to finish around the eight and eight, nine and seven range. All right, and then this is the team that I said I was putting in to the playoffs. Uh, contender for me, uh, they've been able to just 
be sustainable without Nick Chubb. They've they haven't shot themselves in the foot without Chubb. They've been able to keep around this wild card spot. Nick Chubb is now off the uh, off the IR, so uh, I'm excited to see Chubb come back. And with Chubb back, having him and Kareem Hunt, this is going to be uh, they're going to go back to the 200 yards a game type type team. So I think if Kevin Stefanski uses his two biggest weapons uh, to the most of their ability, then I think this team can definitely make the playoffs. Uh, I hope they don't. And I hope that, you know, the Bengals do, but that's obviously not going to be the case. So um, I got to give the Browns a contender spot here, unfortunately. So, I mean, maybe the Bengals would not. You never know. I think that the Bengals could reach five or six wins. I mean, they've got the Dolphins, which looks a little bit tougher now, but I honestly still think that the Bengals could beat them just because Burrow and that offense have looked absolutely phenomenal these last couple of weeks. Not not impossible. I really don't think it is, but yeah, that's right. I had the Bengals being a better team than this so far in the season. Uh, like in my preseason predictions, um, but yeah, I, I the way things stand, I can't imagine them finishing more than six wins. Probably five more realistic. I think they also have the Giants, the Redskins, and the Texans, which is fun. The football is, team. Oh yeah, sorry, Giants football team and Texans, so that's fun. Um, yeah. And you want to talk about Tack McKinley real quick? Mm-mm. Got waved by the Falcons. The Bengals scoop him up. A couple other teams were interested, including the Raiders and the Browns, but uh, the Bengals won out, and they're going to get a former first-round pick, only 25 years old. Uh, they're basically replacing Carlos Dunlap after we traded him away. You said the Bengals won out. The Bengals won the waiver wire because they were lower on the – like they're the lower-ranked team, yeah. so higher on the waiver wire. So yeah, I, guess it's, I guess it's I guess it's a form of win. Um, but you know that'd be that'd be cool. It's a guy that just he hasn't really ever done it. Um, like he was expected to in his career. Maybe he does it in Cincinnati. I don't know. It, it's not impossible. He definitely still has the talent. Like you can see it there. But the fact that he hasn't really shown it enough yet, it's a little concerning. It'd be cool for him to have a a decent little year with us, and then we give him a two three year extension, and then he blows up. So. Uh, do fun. I think that's going to happen? Maybe not, but uh, it'd definitely be awesome to see. So, Chase, let's now move on to our predictions. The Week 10 predictions coming up. Uh, first up, we got to go over Week 9, how we did. Uh, you went 9-5, and five, very respectable week, but I went 10-4 and because, of course, I did. Uh, we made some last-minute changes, and you actually changed from the Vikings – to the Lions, and that's where your downfall came. I didn't think the Lions could look that bad against that defense, but they did, and that's kind of why I mentioned how the Vikings are turning things around. Because um, I like I know the Lions can obviously disappoint as they have my whole life, but that level of disappointment is not completely on the team just flopping. That's in part of the Vikings doing their job. So the Vikings really impressed me, and I hate the Lions. I think Graham started to lose faith in this Lions team, which that, that's where you know it's over. Yeah, that's that's something for sure. Uh, so overall record, you're at seventy six and fifty seven. I'm at eighty three and fifty. A seven game difference now. Uh, let's hop into the week ten predictions, starting with the Thursday night game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. This one is in Tennessee. Who you got? 
so this one should be, uh, actually, I think it's going to make a pretty close, entertaining game. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans in a very close matchup. Wouldn't be surprised if the Colts come away at this one. Um, the Titans defense has been kind of underwhelming, so the Colts can hopefully use their offense and attack that. But then you're going against Derrick Henry, who is a literal train on the field. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Titans, but it's close. All right, we're starting off really well because I'm going with the Colts. We're going to have a little bit of a difference here. Uh, very excited for that. Um, sorry, I was thinking about how you were talking trade that the guy plays on Thursday night. And were you referring to Jonathan Taylor or? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were going out to get Derrick Henry or something. I mean, I would love to get Derrick Henry, but I don't think Jada was really interested in doing that. Jado's not interested in checking his damn fantasy app. True. All right. Eagles, Giants. This one's in New York. Who you got? Yay, go Eagles. I don't know what an Eagles chant is, but the Eagles are going to win this one. Yeah, I agree there. Green Bay at Jacksonville. I know you're a Jacksonville stand, but uh, if you don't pick Green Bay here, I'm going to have a real tough time uh, dealing with you. Yeah, that's Green Bay. Like it's these last two games, the Eagles game and Packers game out. There's really not really much to talk about. I think both those teams win handedly. Washington at Detroit. I told you on text, I'm never picking Detroit the rest of the season. So let's go Washington. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go Detroit on this one because Washington hasn't looked great. I know their defensive line's awesome, but uh, other than that, they haven't looked great. And I'll let Kyle Allen's out too. Uh, Horrible injury. I hope he gets uh, better real soon. We send our thoughts, uh, prayers, and wishes to him. But, uh, yeah, without him, Dwayne Haskins is benched and doesn't look like he's ever going to play again. Alex Smith, uh, we know what he was, but is he that anymore after his brutal injury? I don't know. I got to go to the Lions. I, I feel like if the Lions lose this one, then it's most definitely over. Patricia's out. It's already over. Patricia's out at the end of the year. I guarantee it. You better hope so, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I do at this point. All right, Houston at Cleveland. Uh, uh, no, I'm not picking Houston. Give me Cleveland, I guess. Um, Houston, they're not going to have David Johnson, so Duke Johnson's finally going to get his chance. So Duke Johnson revenge game, who knows? Maybe he goes out and does something, but I, I got to go Cleveland. Yeah, I'm going Cleveland here as well. Tampa Bay at Carolina. I'm a big Matt Rule guy. However, I'm going Tampa. How about you? You know what? I'm oh. also going Tampa. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I as much as I want to pick the Panthers because like they they held in with the Chiefs pretty well last week. Um I just I just don't think like, it'll be a similar story. It'll be a close game, but I, I just I can't imagine the Bucs losing this. Yeah, for sure. All right, the L.A. Chargers at the Miami Dolphins, the battle of the young QBs, Justin Herbert versus Tua Tungavailoa. Who are you taking? I want to pick the Chargers, but they keep just blowing every game they play in, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Why not? Um, Even though I have the Dolphins missing the playoffs, as I said, you know, they could win this game and then kind of lose going forward. I feel like that's something that's in the realm of possibility. So I'll go with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have had a defensive touchdown in the last two games. I don't think Justin Herbert's going to be that careless, and I also think that Justin Herbert is going to out-duel Tua, so I am going to take the Chargers in this one. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm actually excited to watch this game. A couple of the games we've mentioned so far, uh, kind of snoozers. This is a game I'm actually excited for, um, and then 
Indy, Tennessee, which we mentioned prior. Excited for that one, too. And then there's there's one game coming up, Chase. It's in the 4 o'clock time slot. Very excited for that one. I wonder which one. All right, Denver at LV at Las Vegas in the, uh, what do they call it? It's the building. Something with Star Wars. Something with Star Wars. The Death Star. The Death Star. There it is. Uh, (laughs) Denver versus Las Vegas. Who you got? Yeah, game of the Raiders. Broncos are just, they're an underwhelming team. Um, They're just really not that good of a roster. The kind of expect, or playing how I expected them to this year. And the Raiders, I love them. So give me Derek Carr throwing for like 280 yards and three touchdowns. And Josh Jacobs running for 250 and four. Oh, okay. They're going to just win 49 nothing. I'm fine with it. Okay, why not? <laughs> I'm going Las Vegas as well. All right, next, your boy Josh Allen versus your boy Kyler Murray. This one's in Arizona. Who you got? I'm going to go with pause, dramatic pause, the Bills in this one. Uh, Josh Allen, he looked great last week. Uh, kind of expected, you know, if you don't look great against the Seahawks defense um, when you're supposed to be an elite quarterback, which he was showing like he was earlier in the year, then you're just a fraud. But he finally bounced back, looked really good. Um, hopefully that was the game that kind of got his confidence back. Going against the cards, it should be a pretty uh, offensively scripted game for both teams. So I'd imagine that the Bills throw a lot. Josh Allen can kind of do his thing. Maybe he runs one in as well. But I think Josh Allen has another great game. Yeah, I think Buffalo wins this one as well, and not because of Josh Allen, but because of their defense. I think Josh Allen and and Kyler Murray, they're you know right there with each other. Uh, but the defenses, there's an obvious sore spot. For the Cardinals, so that's why I'm taking Buffalo as well. San Francisco at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans absolutely dunked on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are they going to do the same to the 49ers? I don't think they're going to dunk on them. I do think they're going to win. I think it's going to be a really boring game. I really don't have any interest watching this. I think it's going to be, like, there's going to be a couple touchdowns, but they're going to be dump offs or just run plays where they go for eight, nine yards, just kind of chug along down the field. Um... So it's going to be the Saints in a boring matchup. Yeah, I agree. I have the Saints in a boring matchup as well. But uh, the Saints were a team that I absolutely loved watching because I love Drew Brees. But this year they have just been so damn bored. Like I'm literally falling asleep on the couch when I watch them. It's because Brees can't push the ball downfield. Like they bring in Taysom Hill to do all these things. Um, you know they they use, I think they use Taysom Hill too much. I I. If you want to use Taysom Hill so much, just make him your starting quarterback. I don't like. I don't like the way they use him because it's not even like that efficient of plays. Um, like you know, so like he he gets touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, by higher rates than other people, but like when like there's some plays where it's just like what the hell was that? What was even the point of that? And like taking my out on like putting him out there on third downs and stuff. I don't know. It just it, it really doesn't make sense to me. I don't like the way they're using him. I like the way they used him last year better. Um, so it's just gonna I don't know, just it's just gonna continue to be boring. Drew Brees is gonna throw it like seven yards downfield uh, to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. That's all that's gonna happen. Well, I mean, come on, Taysom Hill, he's the next elite NFL quarterback, don't you remember? Yeah, I do remember the thirty-one-year-old who has like thirteen career passes coming into the season, getting a first-round tender and getting paid like six hundred trillion dollars. Yeah, I don't know what the Saints are doing there, especially when they brought over Jameis. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. Jameis Winston eats the dub uh, during one of Drew Brees' interviews after the game. And, of course, it was against his old team where he formerly ate the dub. Uh, I, I love it, honestly. It's probably the best celebration out there right now. I, th- I thought it was pretty funny. I, I really enjoyed it. 
I I really hope Jameis gets a chance here once Drew Brees retires. I think this is Drew Brees' last year, so we may see him uh, as soon as next year. Hopefully it is with the Saints. If not, then uh, hopefully he gets a starting job because I want to see him play. Yeah, I feel that. Seattle at the L.A. Rams. Who you got? I'm going to go with Seattle. Um, I think this will be a a, a fairly entertaining game. Um, I I think the Rams are going to hold themselves well. They're going to score some points, but uh, Russ is just going to cook way too much. He's going to be serving them lasagna, uh, fish filet. He's going to be giving them pizza. He's going to be giving them burgers, chicken wings. He's just going to cook it all up and have a hell of a game. You know how triggered I'd be if Russ cooked me a a, a fish filet? I'd be pissed. <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. It just did. <laughs> I would be absolutely pissed. Like, first of all, you're shitting on me. Second of all, you're going to rub a fish fillet in my face. No, thanks. I would be yeah. absolutely heated. But Chase, let's talk about the best matchup in this week's freaking schedule. The Cincinnati Bengals. They travel to Pittsburgh, to the Steel City, to verse the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. This is... I can already feel it, Chase. I'm marking you down for Cincy as well. This is going to be a defeated Steelers team. Are you going to get mad if I pick Cincy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't, but I think you'd be delusional. Yeah, I'm picking the Steelers. Not picking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picking Cincy in this. I, I can't do that. Uh, the, the Steelers defense, it's it just it's stupid. It's, it's not even fair. Yeah, I'm not picking the Bengals either. However... I do think there's a chance that the Steelers are overlooking the Bengals, which, you know, some teams have done recently. And obviously they have a lot of uh, injury and COVID concerns right now. Big Ben, we think he's playing, but is he? I don't know. So uh, I I think it's going to be a very good close game. I don't think it's going to be like the Ravens-Bengals. Uh, at least I'm hoping not, but uh, who knows? I, you know, I'm not going to predict it in the, in the Excel sheet, but since he's going to surprise everyone, I can't wait. Uh, that doesn't count as you getting the prediction right then, you know, right? What? That doesn't, if, if they win, doesn't mean you get the prediction right. You know that, right? Yeah. All right. I, I didn't put in the Excel sheet pit slash. Cincy. I know, I know what you're saying. You know, they're, they're going to surprise everyone and win, but like, uh, you know what? My kick rocks. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's coming from my heart, not from my wallet. Okay. That's fair. All right, Baltimore at New England. This is the Sunday night game. Uh, I would assume this is a Baltimore pick. Yeah, it's got to be. Even though they really just don't impress me, they just they keep getting these matchups where it's just so beneficial to them. But like their passing game, their offense is just so ugly. I don't get it. Their running game isn't even impressive either. It's just an ugly team, but the defense is too good where you just can't get over it. Yep. All right, last up, my Minnesota Vikings versus your Chicago Bears. No. Nope. Got- what? <laughs> nope, not my Chicago Bears. They're going to keep on losing. The Vikings are going to win this game in primetime. Kirk Cousins, you, we all know how bad he is in primetime. It's not going to matter because Dalvin Cook's rushing for another 200. It would not surprise me. And you know what I absolutely love is Derrick Henry is no longer the rushing leader, and Alec can suck it. Um, all right, well, that's it for our predictions, Chase. Let's see uh, differences. We got Indy and Tennessee, uh, Detroit and Washington. And that's it. That is yeah, it. Boring a, a, a pretty, yeah, a pretty boring, straightforward week. Only two, two differences here. So uh, Chase could make his way back. I could make a little bit more of a lead or we could tie and nothing could happen. So that's what's probably going to happen. 
Yeah. We'll have to keep you guys updated when the next the next time that we come on and talk to you guys. But that's going to be it for today's episode. So if you enjoyed and want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. That's again at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. Uh, our other socials like Facebook and Instagram, uh, they will also be in the description if you are looking for those. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, if you could give us a like, give us a comment and hit that subscribe as well as ringing the bell that will notify you when our newest episodes come out. If you're listening elsewhere like Google Play, you, you like that, Chase? How I put that first. I did like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast listening platforms, if you could give us a five-star rating, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, and if you guys ever want to reach out to us, just do that on Twitter. That's the that's the easiest way to reach out to us. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I want to thank you guys for coming out and listening. And as always, we're not professionals. Professionals.